0: Hello and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're joined by our friend Miss Air Conditioner today. Okay. Um, she's working she's from the the, uh, the British Isles, Miss Air Conditioner. Air Conditioner. Uh, it, today was like our first kind of warm, warm day in a while and uh, mm, yeah. our AC has been Agro all it, day. It wasn't the heat, it was the humidity. Today. It was the it was humidity. humidity. Nasty. My plants are not loving it. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it's that. It's okay. But this first strawberry came out, I meant to send you a photo of it. Oh She's my green. God, my little strawberry. Your strawberry. niece. niece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cute. Um, anyways, today we are going to be discussing forest gum, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe came out in 94, 95, 94. Yeah, 1940. Uh, no, 1994. My it is. It's 1994. <laughs> um, but before we start talking about this, Library of Congress mm-hmm. gym. Was she not also um, nominated for. She probably was Academy, an Academy, Award, Academy winner. <laughs> Award winner. We'll get there. Um, oh, it won Best Picture. Yeah. Best Director, Best Actor, Best Screenplay. Damn. Best Visual Effects. What the hell? This is one of those and classic film editing. ones where, like, it's so weird when a commercially successful movie wins an Oscar. Truly. But you know. before we start talking about it, I guess let's check yeah, sure. up, bitch. What are you oh, sure. up to? Nothing. Um, <laughs> nothing. Basically nothing. Even uh, nurturing plant children. Uh, nurturing plant children. I yeah. I uh, Craig and I watched Antebellum. Oh yeah, on you Friday said it wasn't night. good. Yeah, I would say that it was actively bad. Yeah, but it was again one of those cases where I, I talk about it and I think about it a lot. Like the absolute miracle that a good movie is ever made. Because truly. Like, if I were Janelle Monet and I was handed the script or the idea and everything, I'd be like, yeah, no, I think this can really work. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It could have been Jenna Malone doing this accent. Oh, it was a lot. But you don't hear from Jenna Malone much these days. No, you really don't. Boy, the AC just got louder. She's twirling, honestly. <laughs> and, but it, you know what? We're going to have to deal with it because it's about 80 degrees and, and gumboey outside. Yeah, it is. Gumboing. Um, it's, it's gumboing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like if they swapped the first and second act, the order of them, it might have been better. Yeah. But not by a lot. Um,. Anyway, that's it. I mean, I saw some friends Saturday night. Hung out with you Sunday evening. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We saw um, our our good friend Miss Erin Murphy is in town mm-hmm. for her spring break. Um, and so we tall, lanky Irish girl got two straight legs. Got two straight legs. So we had a little outdoor Thai food kiki at Sherry's place. Man, I forget how good Tataya's Pad Thai really is. My goodness. It is really good. My God, my God. Um, But yeah, it was just good to see everybody all together at once. Um, Friday night, Parker and I, when you texted me about watching Antebellum, and I was like, oh, I heard that was bad. We were watching the Netflix documentary about Operation Varsity Blues, Mm -hmm. which I highly recommend. Bobby and Lindsay talked about it on last week's Who Weekly Patreon episode, Mm -hmm. and they were like, how good is Matthew Modine? And I don't really know who that is. Wait a... Okay, no, I love him because he looks just like my friend Kevin. Okay, he was also apparently in Stranger Things, but he's like, apparently been like a, um, like a Lifetime movie, um, regular for years. Really? Yeah. And, um, His daughter is acting now, too, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Bobby and Lindsay, honestly, they were talking about him, and they just seemed to have, like, endless reserves of like positivity (laughs) they were like he is so good we love this guy i mean he just seems like nothing but a sweetheart exactly yeah okay but like tell me that's not kevin he does look like kevin Uh, wow i think their birthdays are like march 22nd uh, if they're not the same they're right back to back interesting okay okay we love a pisces man yeah so anyways he um (laughs) the youngest of seven wow yeah um but they were talking about how he was like Um, There was some video of him a couple years ago from, like, skateboarding. He, like, knocked his tooth out or something. (laughs) Anyways, Bobby was just like, I just feel like he just seems like a classic, like, California, no worries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, he was really good in it. He plays the guy um, that did the whole operation. And the way that they made this documentary was really clever. Like, they had a couple Was it, like, a docudrama? Sort of. Like, they had the talking heads, but then they also had Matthew Modine and a couple of other actors actually, um, they they used the transcripts from the recorded phone calls as the script so that they were able to kind of, like, dramatize the conversations that he had with these various rich parents. Okay. In a way that kind of, like... Made it make sense. Like, you could see the inside of their houses and kind of, like, their hesitations. Like, there was one set of parents that he was working with, and they were like, so our youngest is, like, not like our oldest daughter. Like, our oldest daughter knew that we were doing this, she didn't care because she knew she wasn't a good enough student to get into a school on her own. Mm-hmm. Our youngest is like actually studying for her ACTs and so like I don't want her to know that we're like paying oh my to help for her. Oh pissed off are you if you're that daughter? Truly. Um, it was really fascinating and I didn't realize like the guy that did it all and I can't remember his name he um he hasn't gone to prison at all yet. All these parents have but he like flipped on them And, like, so he, like, pled out so far. Like, they haven't actually, like, charged him yet or anything. Or maybe they haven't indicted him. I don't remember the deal. Do you find that odd about our legal system? Yes. I was uh, actively mad about it when the thing went off. I was like, okay, so his willingness to, like, basically, like, he was the the instigator and the chief wrongdoer in all of this. Mm Mm-hmm. And made money off of it. Mm-hmm. And the people that he bilked for that money are the ones I mean, they did something wrong too. Yes. They should absolutely have like a slap on the wrist. Although sure. I'm not really sure what good prison time does for anyone. Prison time does You know It doesn't. But but like, why is it that they have to bear the brunt of his decisions? They should just have to like have like pay into a scholarship fund. Exactly. Exactly. But, but <sighs> But they were also. I talking. think the idea of flipping someone is odd to me, too, unless yes. you're going after a much, much bigger fish. Right, exactly. It's like a numbers game for them. Totally. Could yeah. someone explain this to me? I, <laughs> Could a lawyer explain this to At me? At Legal Community. Thank you. Please explain. Um, but they also talked about the concept of like a prestigious school. And they had this one guy talking about how the French word for prestige is like, you know, we, we'll watch the movie The Prestige about magic. It's like a sleight of hand, it's like a trick. Yeah. And so he's like when we talk about a school having prestige it is that it has tricked us into thinking that it is worth more than other schools. Yeah, oh they yeah. They are not better, you know. Yeah, it doesn't it's what it confers into the world really. Yes. Um I mean that's you're you're paying for the name. Exactly. Yeah. And so they were talking about how like but for I, these families like getting you You say their- that honestly about college in general at this point. Yeah. But they were talking about, like, getting their kids into certain schools was more for the parents than it was for their kids. Mm -hmm. It's not that their kids are going to get a better better education. It's that they want the bragging rights to be like, my daughter got into whatever school. Princeton or... Yeah. Totally. So, um, but it was really interesting. I definitely recommend it. It was, like, an hour and a half long and really fun to watch, like, a a pretty breezy Mm -hmm. documentary. And then, I don't remember what we did on Saturday night. (laughs) Like, we just turn on whatever random shit i don't even remember what we watched we just be watching shit we, we just, just do yeah and then after we watched or after i finished forrest gump tonight before you got here i turned tropic thunder on because i was like <sighs> it's the perfect uh companion piece <laughs> to <laughs> forrest gump it really is in so many ways <clears throat> um but uh that movie is like so wrong that it's right like it's uh, it's one of those that's like i would have to know you really well to recommend it Really? Cuz what's funny about I guess that's true. I guess cuz I recommended inglorious Bastards to a coworker one time and she came back and was like, "I hated that movie." Oh, I hate when someone You don't need to you actually don't need to tell me that. Right. Like, exactly. There's there's not really unless we're like good close friends, there's no need for you to like follow up with a negative totally. comment. Totally. Yeah. Um I I guess it's funny to think about that because when it came out it was like the biggest movie of the year, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I remember seeing it in theaters. Oh yeah, probably a couple times. Yeah. Um, oh my god. It was I everyone's favorite movie. It what what service did you watch it on or did you run it's it? It's on it's on Amazon Prime. Frick, yeah. Hell okay. Yeah. I also noticed that there are some new Rick Steves episodes oh. on Amazon Prime. Do you know what I'm thinking about watching next? At the um, the suggestion of Our Friend Nicole. What? Uh Ken Burns Civil War. Oh yeah, I bet that's great. Yeah, right. Is that on Prime? Or Netflix? No, it's all uh, it's on PBS. I oh, use her okay. PBS account. Okay. Uh, I need to just go ahead and get it PBS. PBS. Account. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I I think at some point I might watch all the Kenny's. You yeah. Know? No, they're great. I would love to learn about baseball from him. Oh god, but I don't really know that I care about baseball. Okay, do you remember like um in Target a few weeks ago, you literally picked up a soccer hat and said I've been to sports now. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the Austin Football Club hats are cute. They've got that tree. Yeah, I it's do you, I find that branding really like weird and not Austin? Yeah, you know, it's it looks, like this is not a forested area. It looks kind of um, Gaelic. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. right. It, yeah. It's it's a little run yeah. to me, but it's cute. Sure, I just feel like it should be like orange, or but I mean the Dynamo is orange, so yeah, yeah. or or I don't know, like it's tricky, like a, like a grackle. A grackle would have been great. Would have been funny that too. Been, that would have been fun. It a little wink. Yeah. To our, local bird, to our local bird, our, our local bird. trash bird. <laughs> um okay, Forrest Bedford Gump. Girl, oh my god. Wait, that or was that his was his middle name Bedford? I don't know if that they said that his they said, said he was named Nathan. after Nathan Bedford Forrest. Okay, so as <clears throat> so if I need to explain this to anyone who doesn't have um USA the channel on mm. their television. Uh if you do, and you've ever been sick in your life, you have seen you've Forrest seen Gump. You've seen Forrest Gump, yeah. Um, At least in parts. But the 1994 Robert Zemeckis <laughs> masterpiece, Forrest Gump, uh, I believe starts in the early 1950s. Is that what yeah, you think? Yeah, that's what I would say. he's a little boy. Because they later show that Bubba was born in like 1943. Okay. So I assume he and Forrest are about the same age. Yeah, and tiny baby Forrest. Okay. Is so effing cute. There was no need for him to be that cute. <laughs> Why did they did make you, this little boy that so that cute? Did you know that um, Tom Hanks did not want to go very thick on the accent, but that he was matching the little boy? So I think that actor, <laughs> that's his actual uh, <laughs> That little boy going, my name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. I mean, that little to boy To Siobhan is, Fallon, the bus driver. Oh my God, that was Siobhan Fallon. <laughs> we love Siobhan Fallon. Um, okay, so... What you should know about Forrest Cup is that he's an IQ of 75. Yeah. And his legs didn't work. Boy, it did. He and has little, he has little uh, braces at the beginning. Yes. So here's... And, and our queen of southern sadness, Sally Field, plays his mother. I was about to say, this bitch, coming from my tears, <laughs> every chance she can get... Yeah. She she, she, she just collects him in a little vial. does keeps remind her me of mom in yeah. that regard because yes. she... I mean, she's obviously a bit older, but like... Yeah. You know, nailed the southern accent, same yeah. kind of coloring. Um, There's something about Sally Field that reminds me of Nana, our late. Uh huh. Yes, know, just petite southern.
1: <clears throat> yes. I didn't think she, of Sally Field
0: herself is. I as was about to say, you know what? But she, she plays it so well. She really does. Uh, the thing that got me is that at the beginning, Sweet Forrest Gump tells us that he is named after a clan leader. Ugh. But then, like, tries to like put a little bow on it and be like, "Mama said she named me after that because sometimes people do things that don't make no sense," which is like that's okay. a punitive. We Don't did. name your kid that. Don't name your kid that. You could name him after a hero. You could definitely do that. Um she's 74, Sally Field. My goodness. My god, my god. I, I she's have, from Pasadena California. She was, yeah, okay. I actually could have guessed both of those. I things. follow her son Sam Grisman, on Twitter. Okay, I always forget whose kid he is. Yeah, he's like good friends with like uh Ira and Lewis, uh-huh. you know. Yes. Bunch of funny podcasters, but um what a cool person and to she have has as your mom. a Scorpio. Okay, we love. What's her birthday? November 6th. One of those November Scorpios. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's the line in. Precious, which is technically a period piece. Um, <clears throat> if you ever make me watch Precious for this podcast. No, I was gonna say this was actually the outer edge of my sad ability. Like, yeah, I, this is a proto-Precious. I, my god. So, this movie got me crying. I was, what, ten minutes in? But Okay, but here's the thing. It's because those kid actors are stars. So cute. The little girl that played Jenny, was, I was like, that's the cutest kid I've ever seen in my life. She's so cute. She's so cute. Oh my god. And when, they, so, when he was talking about, like, I heard the most Angelic. Voice. I was like, no. And by the way, just like buckle in. Like, we're not gonna do the Forrest Gump voice the entire podcast. Tony says she's the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. I was like, the way that Forrest loves Jenny is so pure and so sweet. I mean, as we discussed, Siza's song Doves in the Wind. She says Forrest Gump had a lot going for him. And she's not wrong. And Ginny Jenny and Forrest's relationship is so sweet to me because poor Jenny needed such a life, dra- life raft. Like, she had, like, a really chaotic home life. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we should also talk about the framing of this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, like, at a bus stop. Yeah. With various people listening to this tale. So uh, then they break tale. it to go to the end. It's, like, it's yeah, like the it first... Is. That's weird, isn't it? The first, like, I would say 5 of it. Yeah. Or seven-eighths are... Past tense. Him sitting at this bus stop, recounting his life to various strangers, and then he stops narrating and just starts. And then he starts living. L i v i n. Yeah. Um, um. So, yeah, I mean, twenty minutes in, and I was, I was so mad that I was going to cry because of Little Forest and Little Jenny. I it's too much, and like, but I will say that little that little girl's line delivery on car, make me a bird so I can fly far, far away from here." It's so iconic. It's iconic. The, also, when he but it's gets, so useful when you're in a cringy situation. Oh my god, seriously! When he gets on the bus and kids are like, "Seats taken, can't sit here." Um, and that our little girl goes, "You can sit here." It was so sweet. Our old <laughs> um, facilities manager at like my first uh-huh. startup. Or, that was not her title, but she also managed the facilities. Yeah. She had somehow set it up. I don't remember if it was like on the lock. Or just like if you closed the bathroom door, it would say like seats taken, can't sit here and like it was In that and those voices? Uh, no, no, it was like a sign with like kids. Oh yeah. gotcha. It was okay. a it was a forest gump reference. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. You gotta love working in tech. Oh um, my god. <clears throat> so anyway, their kids, they show them uh, like Forest Mom has to sleep with the schoolmaster oh, who yeah, is the- that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, that guy. Yeah, what? He's been in a lot of things. Anyways, she sleeps with him to get Forrest into like regular school. school. Yeah. Um, Because she's a good mother. (laughs) And Jenny's also like her father sexually abuses her. Yeah. Um, And she, I think, did he, the police came? Yeah, they let her go live with her grandmother, which Forrest is like, I love that because she lived closer to me. uh, The script initially called for Jenny to kill him. Her father? Yeah. Should have kept it that way. I know, but they they thought that she wouldn't be like very um, sympathetic for audiences. Oh wait, was the coach supposed to be Bear Bryant? I didn't I think so. That. Okay, interesting. Yeah, this movie's uh, employment of like real life people is um, sp- sporadic at best. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the. We'll get to the deep fakes later, but um, <clears throat> anyway, so there's obviously the iconic Run Forest Run, where yes. he's running away from bullies. So fast or whatever that he just breaks his, uh, his little um braces like they braces. fall off and yeah. then you find out that Forrest is just an incredible runner from there yeah um, and he just loves to run so he, gets, he ends up being on the football team in high school <laughs> gets just scouted runs to go right <laughs> yes. yeah um, gets to go to college I mean and then like the scout is at their high school and he goes who's that and he goes it's our local idiot <laughs> 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 I've never seen anyone run that fast yeah he yeah. Uh, they show him at, at Bama and Uh, I think he loses his virginity to Jenny during that time, right? Um, So, she... Or is that when he joined Army? He joins the Army, but he, like, while he's in college, he goes to visit Jenny at her college a couple times. And Mm -hmm. he sees her about to sleep with someone in the car, but he thinks the guy's hurting her. So he, like, intercepts and beats the guy up. And she's like, you can't keep doing that. And so she he she brings him inside to her dorm because she's like, come on in, Forrest. Which, she's so patient with him. It's really very sweet. I know. And, but she, like, um, she doesn't sleep with him. But she, like, is like, have you ever been with a girl, Forrest? And, like, shows him her titties. Oh. And then he's got her, her roommate's robe I mean, later on he goes i think i might have ruined your roommate's robe oh, oh, oh. i think i missed that part because i was like why is the roommate so scandalized but i didn't did not hear that because his little oh eyes just get so big it's like he's like oh no um, it's so funny to see tom hanks looking this young like oh i know <laughs> you just sort of assume he's always been in his like late 40s 50s or sixties. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, by the way, funny week for us to be covering this. We didn't. Oh. We talked about this off mic. Jeez. Tom Hicks' Tom Hicks's youngest son, I believe, yeah. is just acting a complete idiot yet again. Couldn't be Colin. On the internet. I know, somebody said Colin is just so annoyed because he just tries to, like, you know, take advantage of his the goodwill with his dad. Like, he, like, looks like him, he, he acts yeah. like him, and then his younger brother has to just come in and act of such a effing fool. Matilda, oh my God, talking on the monitor. I don't know, can you hear it, Daddy? Can, can you, you hear, hear me? me? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I saw a tweet that was like, um, "Tom Hanks makes acting look so easy and parenting look impossible." <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> and I was like, honestly, it's really. Well, weird. I mean, his kid, his that's a grown titty kid. Like <laughs> at this point, the parenting is over. Yeah, but also like, and this is maybe my you know inner misogyny. I'm like, it's Rita's fault. <laughs> like, she she spoiled the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's just how you I know feel. How, you know how moms are with their sons sometimes. Well, also Rita, you know, like is out here doing her like lounge music. She's the prototype. I love Rita Wilson. Uh, you got, of course you love Rita Wilson. <laughs> um, so, okay. At what point does he join the army? Is it shortly after this? He joins it right after college. Like, he graduates, and his mom is at his college graduation, and then somebody approaches him and goes, son, have you given any thought to your future? And so he just joins, and he's, like, really good at it. Like, <laughs> because he's like, all I have to do is, like, follow orders. Like, the... the um, Commander is like, do you know what your job is here? And he's like, to do whatever you tell me to do. And he goes, that is the greatest answer I've ever heard. You might be a genius. And he's, like, really good at, like, cleaning and reassembling guns really quickly. And like, So he, he like, thrives in the army. Um, oh, my God, this kid is still talking on the mic. I'm loving it, honestly. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful compliment to me eating this uh, celery and pigeon sauce. Beautiful. So, um... Anyways, he's in Vietnam, but before he goes, he goes to see Jenny. Um, I feel like, what does he, he goes to see her one more time. Oh, she's been, she was performing at a folk, or a, like a, a titty bar. <laughs> oh yes, a titty bar. As um <laughs> Bobby Dylan. Yes. Yeah, and that's right. Bobby Dylan. Well, cuz she basically like I think a boy had taken a photo of her in like her college sweatshirt and submitted yes. it as Playboy which Forrest came across while well, he was at basic service. training. Yeah. And And that got her kicked out of school, so she was like, ah, titty bar time. Yes, because she had told Forrest she wanted to be on a stage. So he goes and sees her and, you know, beats up some hecklers. And she's like, she, like, considers suicide briefly and then hitchhikes. And he's like, well, I'm about to go to Vietnam. And she's like, you just stay alive. Like, don't do anything. If you see something dangerous happening, don't try to be brave. Just run and um he does so he like listens to her advice mm-hmm. he ends up like saving a bunch of the people in his like battalion mm-hmm. um but he immediately meets and gets along with his best friend <laughs> bubba, bubba. And Bubba is so sweet. Their relationship is also so sweet to me because it's like Forrest can just like listen to people. Uh You know, like he's like. And Bubba's just rattling on and and on like like, days at a time. You can have fried shrimp and coconut shrimp. I guess that's about it. (laughs) And just show them like doing all these tasks. And then Bubba's like, and I think that's about that. (laughs) It's so sweet. Um, Do you know that Dave Chappelle was offered that part? Really? He turned it down and he has since regretted it. Uh, did you know, I was reading that, uh, Sean Penn <laughs> said he was second choice for this role. Okay. And that's why he did, I am Sam. Um, well, anyway. <laughs> well, child, anyway. <laughs> so, uh. Oh, apparently John Travolta was okay. the original choice I to have, play the title role and admits that passing on it was a mistake. No, how it about wasn't. note as well? A mistake for him, but not for us. I can imagine, imagine. He Travolta would not have done it. He would not have done it as well. No, it would have been so bad so bad. So bad. The thing is that Tom Hanks has a very open, sweet face. Mm-hmm. And I trust him implicitly. <laughs> and I just don't feel that I have that level of trust with John Travolta. Okay. I get that. I get know that. Um I I don't say that I can't say that I'm like I trust him really either. Um, I do feel like a kinship to him. Yeah, was like one of my first on-screen crushes. You know, oh, was yeah. Danny Zuko. Oh yeah. Um, and famously, I was a like an eight-year-old that watched Welcome Back, Cotter. So, oh my um, God! Welcome that. back. That Mace song rips. It's so good. Um. Anyway. Anyway, so-, so yeah, we were. He goes to Vietnam. He ends up Lieutenant Dan mm-hmm. is his commander. No, Dan, all of his family members have died in the service, and he's, like, expecting to do the same. Yeah. Um, Dan's a family member that has died in every American war. Yeah. Dan's, like, an affable guy at first. You know, a little rough around the edges, but ultimately seems like a good guy. Yeah. Um, Joe Pesci was considered for this role, and I would have ate that up. Would have loved to see that. He would have left not a single crumb, bitch. But you know what? Here's the thing. It just means more to Gary Sinise. It does. Gary Sinise love Army. He love Army. <laughs> he love Army a little too much. So one Lin- might say. Lindsay and I went to college that love Army. Yeah, um, we did. And for whatever reason. At, like, one of the halftimes while I was there, they were like, and everyone welcome, Gary Sinise. Ugh. And he came out and was like, let me just tell you something. I love ARMY. And they're it, all like, like. His whole thing is, like, being a conservative in Hollywood TM. Yeah. He, was, he tried to form a group called the Friends of Abe. Does that not make you want to die? Uh, that's a, just a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But apparently he did uh, disavow Donald Trump. So okay. come on, Lincoln Project. Oh, boy. Like, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it, whatever. Like, right. it, is, it, it is your right to be a Republican in Hollywood. And it's um, my right to not like you. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but I. I don't know Gary Sinise at all. Right. But I I ultimately get the impression, we probably don't agree on a lot of things. He seems like a nice enough person. But he seems like a good guy. Yeah. He's got, he and his wife have been married for hella years. He's got four kids. Like, whatever. Yeah. No, he just, he seems like, a, you know, your dad's friend. Yes. Who ultimately is, like, probably a pretty sweet dude. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I agree with that. I agree with that. But, yeah. um, anyways, I think, uh, it, it's a funny... Th- thing to have been someone who has been, like, allowed and out there, like, they don't like us because we're conservatives, and then, like, they when Trump comes along. They hate us for our jeans. They hate us <laughs> for our jeans. And then when Trump comes along, you're like, oh, but not like that, you yeah, know? Yeah, I not mean it like that, buddy. It's well, uncomfortable. Well, probably because Trump was so disrespectful to the military. That's um, true. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, that, that's Gary Sinise's best friend. Best, my best friend. Um, the army. Anyways, so, uh, ultimately, poor Bubba dies... In Vietnam, which is very sad. Okay, that role was offered to David Allen Greer, mm-hmm. Ice Cube, and Dave Chappelle, yeah. all of who turned it down. Mm-hmm. Um, Chappelle. Chappelle said he <laughs> believed the film would be unsuccessful, and he regrets not taking the and role. But then he got to play, you know, Joe Fox's BFF, and You've Got Mail. Oh my god. I, I don't want you to ever forget that Dave Chappelle was in You've Got Mail. I could watch that movie. There, there is no limit to the number of times that I could watch that movie. You know, I like that movie, but oh I think that I'm not, I, I know that a lot of my friends feel the same as you. It feels like a warm hug to me. I would just rather watch When Harry Met Sally. Oh, well, I mean, yes. Anytime. Truly, the thing is with Harry Met Sally is that it's actually a perfect movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, So it, it is like the top tier rom-com. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to do better than that. You're just not. Yeah. Yeah, You're your got mail is great, but when Harry met Sally is better. Yeah. Did you know? I think I texted you this. Billy Crystal and his wife have been married for fifty-one years. Wow. He married her when he was like twenty-four. We love that king. I know. I love that short king. Yeah. What? What, what is he? What's his height? Oh, I think he's like five. What six? inches are we working with here? <laughs> um, I think he's like 5'6". six. I just looked this up because the other day I was listening to, um, my uh, Happiness Lab podcast and uh they were they had um marlo thomas and phil donahue on because um, they have a a podcast about like long-lasting relationships and marriages uh, he's five oh. seven actually okay, okay. Not, you know relatively short mm-hmm. uh bruno kirby not- was five six why'd you have to bring him up <laughs> what is it His best friend that died. But yeah, they, they talked about how they interviewed Billy Crystal and his wife. And he said when he saw her on the beach when they were like 21, he was like... That's the one I want to marry, and then he did, huh. and I'm like, we love that. That's cute. That's so cute. I love like an old timey like, yeah, she was a pretty girl. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and then we've been married for 51 years. Kind um, of love it. Anyways, um, so okay, he saves Lieutenant Dan, mm-hmm. which um, Lieutenant Dan is not thrilled with. He's an amputee at this point. Right? Yeah, he yeah. loses both of his legs. Yeah. Um, during his like recovery, he starts playing ping pong. He gets very good at it. Yes. Uh, I think he also. Did he meet Lincoln because of the ping pong? Or you mean for, Kennedy? You, Kennedy. He met Kennedy because he. Why? Oh, because of football. He met LBJ because of getting shot in the butt and he got like a Purple Heart for it. That's right. And then he meets Nixon because of the ping pong. Okay. They have him do ping pong diplomacy, which That's is right. actually a real thing. I of course. Realize. I mean, the Kennedy deepfake was maybe the worst one. I think. Oh my! The John Lennon one was also really stupid. Oh my! And then they just have him like singing lyrics from "Imagine" it's, No "Possessions." Like, I hate it. That was gnarly. It was so gnarly. He's like There's that a, nice man, dude. Okay, yeah. They had um, so the the first one is Elvis. They have like Elvis is a border at their house. They a just real actor just for that the one. foley though. work with the celery girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, the sound of health. Yeah, they, it's they act actually like, leaving my body. <laughs> <laughs> they had a real actor playing like Elvis in their boarding house, and then, but they act like he got hit the inspiration for his little dance from like Forrest mm-hmm. dancing with his braces on, and then he's like a few years later that poor man performed too many concerts and he died of a heart attack. Yeah, it was the concerts, Forrest. <laughs> Sure. I mean. Maybe. Could be. (laughs) um, I just love who's always like, that nice man. It's like. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Either like a super asshole musician like John Lennon or like, you know. A president, right? Well, I guess did he talk about Lincoln he getting about, shot? Or talk about Kennedy? Why do I keep calling him Lincoln? I don't know. He talked about Kennedy getting shot, and then he said, in a few years after that, his brother was shot. I would love if he just went into the details and be like, the Warren Commission had the the single <laughs> bullet, but we know that's not true. <laughs> 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 um and they show, yeah, when he meets Nixon after the ping pong mess, Nixon says something like, Where are y'all staying? And he's like, Oh, we're at the whatever hotel. And he goes, Oh no, I know a much nicer hotel. And then they have Forrest like calling down to maintenance and being like, Oh, the hotel across the street from me, I think they have some maintenance issue because I've seen some people walking around with flashlights for the last hour and a half. Like he was the one that made Watergate happen. I mean, you gotta love it. He's you the most important it. character. They insert in him all into so United things. States history for the Truly. 20th, the 20th century. Truly. But he decides to make good on his promise to Bubba to start get a shrimping boat. Mm-hmm. So he goes back down to, what is it? Bio Labatry? Is that Louisiana? Yeah, I think so. So with his like winnings from Pang Pang. Yeah, from Ping he, Pong. Oh, no. And because yeah, when he gets home, his mom is like, hey, they sent some Ping Pong paddles for you. If you would just say that you like them. <laughs> You yeah. could make like twenty five thousand dollars for it. He was like, I, I use the army ones. And she's yeah, like, it's a white lie. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It doesn't hurt anyone. So he buys this boat, and then Lieutenant Dan had been. He goes to see Lieutenant Dan in New York at one point, and it's like Tree Day. Like, oh yeah, he's not in a good way, and he's, he's hanging like around off like a to real lie. Yeah, like nasty kind of barfly kind of crowd, mm-hmm. and um. Anyway, so he's, like, if you become a shrimp boat captain, I'll come be your first mate. Like, Mm -hmm. he's kind of being dismissive. And then Forrest ends up doing that. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, his relationship with Lieutenant Dan is so sweet because it's, like, he softens the hard edges of that man. I know. It, like, rehabilitates his, like joie de vivre again it's actually one of my favorite like eras of the movie is when like they're shrimping Shrimping together (laughs) yeah and when it gets like real successful Mm -hmm. when he like gives that money to um to Bubba's Bubba's mom Bubba's family yes so sweet um I also love that he was like when he left the shrimping business um he, he just let- left Dan in charge. Yeah, and Dan just, like, I think when his mom was sick. Yes, yeah. Dan just handled their finances and invested in Apple. Yeah, he goes, Lieutenant Dan invested in a fruit company. And <laughs> they told me I didn't have to worry about money no more. Which, which is, is good. One, One last thing. thing. I then think he about later, that. All the time, like, that is the perfect perspective. It really is such a good thing to (laughs) say. One last thing. One last thing. When he says, like, because I was a bazillionaire, I (laughs) I just decided to mow. So he ends up just, like, mowing the local football team's, Mm -hmm. like, yard every day or whatever just because he likes it. Something to do. Something to do. Yeah. Which is so sweet. And he, like, gives a bunch of money to, like, refurbish a local church and Mm -hmm. just real sweet. But, yeah, his mom dies, which that – Sally Field – girl she needs to leave me alone get off my neck (laughs) she needs to leave me the hell alone (laughs) cease and desist yeah with the sad southern mother no um play a bitch okay sally field play a bitch challenge (laughs) do it so i bet she could she'd do it great she'd do so good at it (laughs) (laughs) so he ends up staying at the house in greenbow alabama and then he's like I oh, we, kept thinking did about it. we forget Jenny. about our favorite line delivery because he, he, he oh, runs yeah. into Jenny at the Capitol oh it's like when he right when he gets home from Vietnam yeah, yeah. and like Abby Hoffman pulls him on stage and yes. all he's saying is like my friend died and that's all I have to say about that but like he they, they yanked the microphone yeah so he couldn't talk um, But then which he, I thought when I, when I saw that happen I thought in the Alyssa Edwards voice you think you're clever don't you because <laughs> oh. they, they were trying so hard to like walk a fine line and not be political like this movie was trying oh, to be you're everything so right. to everyone and you know what it actually like kind of succeeded yeah i would say i think that like if you had a conservative worldview you probably came out of this movie like yeah this movie's a conservative movie a little bit more because i think it was like a little more like everything works out just fine for everyone like Hmm. i think things worked out well for forrest because he was like you know partly because he was like a really positive and whatever person but like didn't hurt that he was like white and had a mom that, like, had a nice house yeah. that she deeded to him. You no, know what I mean? Certainly, but he also very much had handicaps. Oh, yes. No, absolutely. Too. I'm just saying, like, um I would say that the, I feel like this movie is a little, mm-hmm. it would be easy to get a, like, bootstraps. Oh, yeah. You know, like. It, you know, but you you could also, there's, like, um there's something to be said about a lot of it is, uh, kind of reminds me of Siddhartha. <laughs> by... I've never read that because I'm a dumbass. No, I mean, you're not. Dumb... <laughs> but, like, there's the, I would say, like, his sort of, like, allowing things to happen in detachment. Yeah. there. You know, you could view it from, like, an Eastern perspective yes, totally. as well. Yeah, I think Forrest has a very, um... well, before, I guess we can talk about the larger pictures of it and stuff we were talking about earlier before when we get to the end of the movie but like yeah I think his worldview like his kind of um willingness to go with the flow and just take things like one day at a time Mm -hmm. really does help um but yeah I was just reading about how like some critics took it as like I I think this is one of those things kind of like Dolly Parton's America Mm -hmm. where they were like you can view it through whatever lens you want to Mm -hmm. and probably feel validated. Yeah. Um, But there were quite a few, like, conservative commentators that were like, yeah, see, it's about the, you know, the American military and whatever. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because it was, like, very um, reverent. Yes. Uh, Well, but you know what I like about that is that it was extremely reverent of Vietnam soldiers, which, like, they really... They didn't choose that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they they were disrespected. Yes, absolutely. When they came home. Yeah. Um, So... I don't know, you know, like, to me, it's kind of a good thing when everyone can walk yeah, out of the theater no, and totally, feel like, yeah, because totally. it just so rarely happens yeah. any longer. I mean, that's, to me... I, you know, I was a small child in the early 90s, so I don't really... I can't speak to this from authority, but it just seems like your political affiliation had a much smaller role in your personal identity yeah, totally. at the time. totally. Which, so, it's not entirely surprising to me that this movie would be successful with most of America. Totally, like. yeah. Because it honestly just says really kind of lovely things about the good parts of our country, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so Jenny comes back... Um, to stay with Forrest, and he describes this as like the happiest time in his life. Mm-hmm. It's oh really sweet. It's so sweet. They just like are catching up. Oh my god! Earlier when when she sorry after oh, yeah. when he gets home from the war, they see each other at this protest. Mm-hmm. She he sees her dumbass boyfriend hit her, yeah. and he goes to like beat the guy up, mm-hmm. and he's like when jenny's like i've got to go back to california he was like no you should come back to alabama Rainbow, alabama he like yells it at her boyfriend but they have this conversation he gives her his medal and he's like you'll always be my girl and she's like i'll always be your girl us. and it's like oh, oh so my god sweet. her shitty boyfriend was like "Busgusting." there i mean there's he's he's so many like Dudes on this earth who are like, I'm sorry, I was an asshole. I took something in the news personally. Right. Yes. You know? And when Forrest beats him up and he goes, I'm sorry that I got in a five at your Black Panther party. (laughs) It's so sweet. It's so sweet. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, yeah, he's, like, a shitty, like, misogynistic leftist bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. those exist as well. Oh, s- Misogyny is all over the political spectrum. Right, well, and it's just the self-seriousness, like, oh, yes. yeah, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Johnson is more of a problem for you than anyone else. Right. So it's you get to hit people right. for that. Like, you, a white man, are the most threatened by all of this. Right, well, uh, or just, you know, like, <laughs> there, I, imagine watching the news and being like, I'm so mad. I'm going to go hit my girlfriend. Like, right. you know, like that's... T- totally. Go to hell. Totally. Like, totally. Manage um, your emotions. Exactly. Um, so anyways, f- when Jenny comes back to him, she comes back to Greenbow, and they spend all this time together, and he says she gave me the, g- the best gift anyone could give me, and it was like some running shoes, and so sweet. Those are cute shoes, too. They were so cute. Um, um, release the limited dish. Please. Um, we, want, we want the forests. <laughs> we want the forests. So she... Um, at one point, Forrest says, marry me, Jenny. And she's like, uh... And he's like, I would make a good husband. And oh she's my god, like, that part killed me. It killed me. And no, he's I'm like... I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Forrest, I was self-consciousness... I was like, he like, really would be a great husband. He really would. And yeah. he turned out to and be. And he was, yeah. Um, Because he takes good care of her and he cares deeply about her. So anyway, she comes and like sleeps with him that night. And then leaves the next morning. And then he, like... Wakes up that day and is like, I'm just sad. Like that the, those things have been sad. Scenes of like him just like alone in his house Heartbreaking. That's where I was like, oh, this actually is, like, a really good movie. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. He's just, like, sitting and, like, looking ahead at stuff. And you can just, like, feel the humidity in the house Yeah, and those oh my, the, the mugginess. Yeah. Yes. When he goes to Jenny's apartment later and he goes, you got air conditioning. And I'm like, oh, oh I God, know. that I house like, in Alabama didn't have air conditioning. I know. No, I know. God. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no. Hope no, you got no, gold No. Bond. <laughs> Um, so he just says he, like, decided he wanted to start running. So he just, he's like, I'm going to run to the edge of town. And then I kept I wanted to keep running, so I ran to the edge of the county. And then I wanted to run all the way to the edge of Alabama. So he just basically, like, crosses the country for three years just yeah, running. Yeah, like, four, four or five times. Yeah. Got, um, and people just join him. When it's like, when I got tired, I slept. When I got hungry, I ate. When I had to go, I just went. Yeah. I was like, that's okay. We love that. That's a cool philosophy. It's Um, cool if you don't have to have health insurance. That's true. That's true. Um, but he's rich as hell, so I guess I was gonna say, he's richer than Croesus, so it doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter for him. He, yeah, um, that's not really a consideration for him. But he he attracts followers; they start following him. I mean, and this it. is another classic like force changing changing history thing. The that shit happens. Bumper sticker is he him came up with the shit happens bumper and sticker. The smiley face shirt, which at the time when I was a kid, I was like, wow, icons, <laughs> the most iconic thing I've ever seen in my life. Where shit happens, bumper stickers like a bigger deal than I know. No, I was talking about the smiley face. Oh, yeah. I mean I know, yeah. That's yeah. iconic, but I, I don't I didn't see a lot of them, but we we grew up in a pretty well to do area. Right, yep. <laughs> um so I don't know. Uh but I, I, I think they have More their likely moment. to see on a roll kid bumper stickers. Yeah, or Class Act you know presents into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh no 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 <laughs> i forgot about class did i production. awaken something <laughs> no 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 yeah they did oklahoma my junior year Oh, I they think. they pushed into the woods so heavy into the woods, into the woods i've never seen it no and i won't yeah we don't need to i think i'm fine <laughs> i could change well, you know knowing me like six months from now watch me be like
1: you're obsessed with Into, the, into woods. the Woods.
0: Yeah. But I think I'm good for now. Yeah. Um, so he he stops running. I think he realizes he's just done. He's like yeah. ready to process his feelings. And he goes home. And then he hears from Jenny. Mm-hmm. And that's when they catch up to where he was at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm here to see Jenny. And this sweet old lady's like, oh, you don't have to actually take the bus. Like, that's like five or six blocks away. So he just gets up and runs. And, uh, by the way, Ginny, fine as she want to be. Okay, yeah, we haven't even really talked about Robin Wright Wright and how fine she is. Fine as hell for no good reason. And the thing is, she was so hot in this movie, and 27 years later, she's even hotter. She, She stays hot. It's unbelievable. It's, it is pretty nutty. Um, her like she like, was gorgeous as a young woman super 80s apartment oh um, my god Savannah oh boy I my sick. goodness so is it th- at this point that she reveals to him that she's been diagnosed with is it HIV uh, they don't really say it's HIV but I think that that's what you're supposed to yeah. infer but she she doesn't tell him that yet she like she, she her son comes in and she's like this is my son Forrest and he's like that's my name and she's like yeah I named him after his daddy and he's like huh and she's like you're his daddy Forrest <laughs> and he's like the look on Tom Hanks' face. Oh, my face. God. When he said, is and he when is she he goes, like or is he smart? Yes. That killed me. But also when she goes, isn't he beautiful? And he goes, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Oh, my seen. God. I'm going to cry thinking about it. <laughs> it was so sweet. And then, yeah, he's like, is he smart? And she's like... He's the smartest one in his class, like, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. And so she's like, go in there and hang out with him. And he's, so they watch Bert and Ernie together. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, tiny Haley Joe Osmond. That kid was so cute. (laughs) What the actual. You know what? He was actually pretty good on Silicon Valley. He's really good on Silicon Valley. I I have endless reserves of goodwill towards that guy. Not a lot of child actors turn out pretty. He seemed chill. He seems happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's happy. That kid was so cute. And his little voice. Yes. It's Hello, Mr. Gump. Uh. <laughs> so he Jenny, then they're at the park or something, and mm-hmm. she says that she's sick, she has a virus, and he's like, You could come live with me in Greenbow and I will take care of you in Forrest, which I'm like, I know he will. He's like yeah. so sweet. And then she asks him to marry her, which I thought was a really sweet touch. Mm-hmm. Cause he loves her. And yeah. then they get married. Lieutenant Dan comes to the wedding. Oh my god! I was so happy to see Lieutenant Dan with like, his new titanium wig, and then he's got a wife. His and, His fiance, like, yes, and Susan. Yes, he and Susie's chips. Oh my god! Yeah, I man, Lieutenant Dan really ended up being one of my favorite characters. The is so sweet. Oh my god! But then of course Jenny has to die, which I was like, <gasps> can you just please let her live? <laughs> We don't need to do this. so We don't no. need to do this. So yeah, Forrest is like at her grave talking to her, and I was like, ah. when he gives her that, he's like, he wrote you a note. It was personal, and he told me I can't read it. And then, but when he's like telling her how he takes care of little Forrest, mm-hmm. and he's like, I make him breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, and we always brush his teeth and his comb his hair, and we always read a before bed and then he like starts crying he's like he's so smart Ginny and I'm like oh. oh my god and then they show him at the bus stop putting little Forrest on the bus and Siobhan Fallon still yeah. driving the bus and he knows her name yeah <laughs> she introduces himself as Forrest Gump it's so cute I that wow that movie is too and vintage. then that feather was like we're done <laughs> I'm going back to the sky and we're gonna put this Alan Silvestri score on it girls I'm gonna let you cry a little bit longer I uh, can so, you imagine seeing that in the theater no, I no it had to be boo the hell hooing. Like. I know. I, yeah. I I think I would have lost it. It's so, the movie is too sad. I remember seeing the notebook in theaters with you and mom. Also period piece. Oh, we haven't done it we no, have not done it. <laughs> We could do the notebook. We could do the notebook. But, the movie is stupid as hell. But... but like who cares? But who cares? And Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. They were a beautiful couple. I would have liked to see it. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, okay, so a few like interesting tidbits that we haven't covered off on yet from mm-hmm. IMDb. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So Tom Hanks decided not to take a salary for this film and instead took percentage points. Oh, I bet that was a good choice, shorty. It netted him somewhere in the neighborhood of $40 million for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! My man Hanks with the bag. He took a bet on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's that was a that's a move. That was a move. That's a flex. Um, Damn. So the during the ping pong match, ping pong matches. This is important. There were no balls. Those were all CGI. <laughs> really? Uh huh. I guess that's probably hard to control. Uh, we already went over John Travolta. Uh, Kurt Russell did the voice of Elvis in the movie, uncredited. Okay. Why? Because he had, I think he had, like, starred in an Elvis biopic, like, around that time. Okay. And they are like, this okay. will be good. Interesting. Um, Been watching his son on uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is fine. I'm bored by it. I'm not going to watch that, but I do, I do like his son. Yeah, I like Wyatt Russell. Um, he's married to Meredith Hagner. I did not know that. Yeah, girl, they just had a baby. Isn't that cute? Wait, is that Portia? Yeah. <laughs> and she looks like Goldie Hawn. Oh, Let's not well, explore I mean, that too much. No, I just mean, like, that's cute. Like, she she looks bright at home in their family. Yeah. It's a family no, of golden retrievers. They really are. God, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell are such a hot couple. So hot. Um. Okay, so inspired by Lieutenant Dan Taylor, the military veteran character he played in this movie, Gary Sinise, co-founded a rock and roll cover band. I knew that. Lieutenant during the middle, Dan something. The right. Lieutenant Dan band. And they, uh, they go on USO tours. I um, mean... As we said last week, it is kind of humiliating when middle-aged men decide to join a band. But if you're doing a USO tour and you know your place, you're not trying to be cool. Yeah. I it guess also, that's something. Like, there is something a little bit, like, weirdly, like, tragically kind of, like, ancient Greek to me about, like, m- this men of a certain age who didn't serve, who, like, yeah, those are, that's their, their yeah. rock stars. Yeah. Or, or like, the military. You know? yeah no I, it's a little um, it's an interesting line to walk between like obviously you want to respect anyone who's been over there, right. Well, also being like, okay, but but like we don't want to actually like I don't want to like like let's avoid war. let's avoid it. Which, you know. I respect you enough that I don't want you or your friends to die. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can appreciate what Gary Sinise is up to in terms of, like, you right. know, yeah. Right. Yeah. And lo- as long as he's not, like, you know, hell yeah, I friggin' love war. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Which is, you know, it's at a, the History Channel. Like. <laughs> truly. Um... Yeah, I feel like, yeah, Tom Hanks has also been, like, a huge World War II fanboy. You know, he did the Band of Brothers thing, and... Yeah. I think, I mean, this this is Vietnam, but, like, I, I think there's, like, a thing with boomer men and, like, World because War II, it, they were coming of age, like, at the end of Vietnam. Because it seems like such a morally, like, cut-and-dried, like, we were the good guys sort of thing. If you, if you dig into that... Right. It's not really true. Right. Um we did actually defeat the bad guys, but it took us a long time to decide to intervene at all. <laughs> what, I, I mean, I have many, many thoughts on that. And yeah. The, the, chiefly being we didn't intervene to defeat bad guys. Right, <laughs> uh, exactly. It has a lot more to do with... Um, Industry. Money! Money! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so apparently, oh, my God, this is, I told Craig this yesterday, and he was like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Robert Zemeckis decided to leave out several planned effects shots. One shot included, in particular, involved Forrest running into Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and no. his supporters. No. Forrest distracts several dogs trying to attack King nope. and his supporters by playing fetch with them and rendering them harmless to King and himself as well as his supporters. Baby, what? Yeah. Didn't Robert Zemeckis direct the Uncanny Valley Polar Express with Tom Hanks? I believe so, but I'm going to have to look that up. Okay, so he needs to just like back off the effects a little bit ease off them just ease (laughs) off the deep fakes (laughs) ease off of that uh Tupac Shakur auditioned for the role of Bubba oh interesting wouldn't work wouldn't have worked McKelty was really the right choice he did not get a lot of roles after that because people thought that his bottom lip was like no because they assumed it was the way it was in the movie it's not I know but that's a shame because he did such a good job no I know he's incredible um so, apart from a fixed fee of three hundred fifty thousand dollars, the author of *Forrest Gump*, the book, Winston Groom, um, made he, nothing off of this. Yeah, he made a deal for a three percent share in the film's net profits, but he never received that because they did like some like creative oh. accounting. Yes, they I always, always do accounting. Parker loves to talk about this. Uh, you know, I heard Bill Burr talk about it at one point. Yes, weirdly. Um, Parker read some book about it or something, and he was like, "The way." Basically, they set it up so that no film looks profitable. Yeah. So if you're going to get your cut off the profits, is that for tax you're not going to get anything. Yeah. And yeah. they set every um they set every movie up as its own corporation so that it cannot affect the bottom line of the studio. Oh my goodness! And then they but so there's since a Pluto Nash Corporation. Pretty yes. Okay. And that since they are, um, the studio is responsible for the marketing of the film. They can charge the film Mm -hmm. as much as they want to. This is, like, how nonprofits work a lot of the time, too, by the way. So they make it look like it didn't make any money. Yeah. When it did, it's just that the marketing arm of the company made just a shitload of money off of it. I mean, I can't knock them, like... Yeah. But it's, like, (laughs) that poor guy that wrote the book. Oh, yeah. No, totally. He didn't have, like, a good Hollywood lawyer telling him, like... No, 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 no. Not off the profit. You need to get, like, off of the net or whatever. I, yeah. You know? I know. Uh, so so he sued them, and... Um because, they, yeah, they claimed a loss after yeah. production and advertising. LOL, bitch. No, you didn't no, lose did No, I know. Isn't that crazy? So he tried to sue the studio for money, but to appease him, they settled for buying the rights to the sequel, Gump and Co., from him. No. F- for a seven-figure sum, which is okay. He got he got some good money there. But Not a sequel. As well as a percentage of the box office from the sequel. Unfortunately for Groom, a sequel never materialized. Oh, apparently Jenny was supposed to have died of hepatitis C. Oh, Okay. Curious, interesting, and okay. in my, you know what? The timing of that makes more sense um, from when awareness of HIV right. and AIDS, right? At least, I mean, I don't know when it began spreading in the United States, but yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and then I mentioned this earlier that it was originally uh, scripted in shot that Jenny kills her father by releasing the tractor handbrake so it runs him down in the cornfield. <laughs> Uh, this element was removed as the filmmakers decided audiences wouldn't forgive Jenny for such a violent act, no matter how evil her father was. Oh. So I had, I remember my film professor in college saying something, or maybe it was, maybe it was in women's studies, it was the same prof for different classes. Mm-hmm. That, um, for, um, Shoot. Fatal Attraction. Mm-hmm. That I think initially they had Michael Douglas kill Glenn Close, mm. but then the audience felt too bad for her, mm. and so they were like, mm, "No." <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, manipulating the o- audience's sympathies. Yeah, it's important. It's Im- it's important. I mean, they want you to feel how they want you to feel. That's like, the, like that's literally like the goal of narrative. Right. But, um, yeah, which is just it's interesting. Like I think that calculation with Jenny. It makes sense for the 90s because, yeah, everyone walked away from that being like, cool, we love yeah. it. Um, yeah. But, like, and I, it probably wouldn't have gone over great in the 90s. Um, but I don't know. I don't think it would have been as scandalous as they're thinking. If they, if that was the case now, if they yeah. put it out now with her release and the be break, like, we'd, we'd be love like, you, good Queen. for her. I think, ultimately, Jenny is just kind of such a tragic figure. And she doesn't ever seem to truly be in control of her own narrative. Yeah. Um, which... You know, it makes her relationship with Forrest sweet because it's, like, he's able to kind of save her. But then it's, like, ultimately, that's kind of Tree State. But that's what... Yeah. You know? That, like... I don't know. But their relationship is just really sweet. I have to say. I mean... Yeah. It's extremely sad to watch, but it's sweet. Um, We were talking before we started recording this, though, about how, you know, Forrest is, like, so self-conscious about not being smart... And we were, like, I mean, he's only not smart in the sense of, like, a he's formal a, IQ test. Yeah. Like, he's he's not, like, book smart. He's not an intellectual. But right. Just, but he's... I've met plenty of dumbass intellectuals. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. That can't, like, figure out how to clean their own house. Yeah. Or, you know, take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, he, um, not that there's, you know, not that there's anything wrong with not knowing sure. how to take care of yourself either. You know? I mean, you know. We you know, all have our own. You know what I mean? But Exactly. Anyways, but, like, Forrest is, like, he manages to, like, live a very full life and is not, like, impeded by his, like, lower intellect, you know? No, he... Yeah, I mean, I my note in this was, like, I know this is, like, such a tepid take of, like, is Forrest actually smart? But, like... I think he kind tr- of is. Truly. Like, like, I think his... He's wise. Let's put it that way. He is wise. Yeah, I would say that he's wise because it's, like, he... He really just does take things as they come, like day by day. Does right. not worry about anything beyond his immediate concerns. Right. Like, I mean, there, are, people practice that spiritually for years to achieve right. that point. Right. And he's just like, mm. I just saw a tweet today from someone who tweeted that Kevin Garcia had texted them. Um, Kevin Garcia is like a great Twitter and Instagram follow if you're not following them. But um, Kevin had texted them that. Um, Uh, you'll know exactly what you need to know to make the right decision when you need to know it Uh and just like let that be your guiding light and don't focus on, don't stress about it ahead of time. And like that's Forrest's whole thing. Like he's just kind of like, well, this happened and, you know, it was sad and then I moved on to the next thing and, you know, he like the whole thing with him running, it's like, so corny, but in bar, they used to say like, emotion needs motion. Mm -hmm. Like when people tell you, that used to be like a popular thing in like the nineties in a fitness class to be like, or even like in in school to be like, leave your bad emotions at the door. And it's like, no, like it's actually really, Oh yeah. Like that's a, that's a thing that like a wise person would know to do is like, I feel shitty sitting here Mm -hmm. and I think running will help me feel better and like put motion to my feelings Mm -hmm. and let me think things through and like, so he does, you know. Yeah, and that's I mean like again, smart like extremely meditative, like no yes. music, anything, just like Thinking. running. Yep. No, no plans. Like that's cool as hell. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the his just sort of like doing whatever the next the next right thing. Yeah. You know exactly. And, and like trusting that everything is gonna be fine because it always has been. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he does have discernment too. He knows when someone sucks, right? And like to avoid them, right? And like can clearly feel out when people are good and yeah you know when they're like the people that he wants to invest in and mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah I mean in conclusion we stand yeah this uh, movie is it's an American treasure it is an American treasure I mean it has like to your point earlier about like all the audiences sort of feeling like there's something there I mean it has like the Oprah Winfrey in the '90s effect of like yes. okay this is what it feels like to be united around something yeah exactly yeah yeah um you know. It, you can dis- despite, I suppose, the, you know, awkwardness with him being named after Nathan Bedford Forrest. Like, you didn't need to include that. I mean, I wonder, I wonder how long it'll be till that enters the discourse. But... I wonder, too, I now that I think about it, too, there was a guy I knew in college who was named Forrest, and, like... Oh, well, I, I like, mean, I wouldn't assume that for, for I know, all. but I'm like... Well, it's like, you kind of have to think about it in the South, you know? Like, I would say you should, I would, the name Bedford would maybe ring more of a red flag than... I did than, have a professor whose middle name was Bedford. Was it, um... Nathan Bedford Clark. He was so sweet. Okay, so he probably was named after, because the guy's name was Nathaniel Bedford. Oh, was it Nathan? No, me, you know what, I think I got Nathan Bedford Forrest. He, he was something something else Bedford Clark. Oh, shoot. Which is a shame because Bedford's also a cute name. I know. You and, know and would be a cute middle name for our family. I was going to say, yeah. before I thought, before I realized the clan mm-hmm. thing of it all, I remember that professor, God, I wish I could remember his actual name. I got Nathan. Um, it was something Bedford Clark. He was so sweet. Um, but I was like, oh, Bedford would be a cute name if I ever had a son because mm-hmm. that's the town that our grandparents met in. Mm-hmm. And it's like part of why we're here. But... Um, Anyways, I also have to say one more time that little boy. <laughs> this is was he in anything else after that? Oh no, uh, I meant oh. I meant Haley Joel Osment. Although oh. the little boy playing Forrest was yeah. so cute. Um I when, when I was watching this, I thought like with his little tiny hat and his little tiny jeans and that little tote bag. Okay. I was like Ti- the tiny jeans. The tiny, tiny jeans, jeans. With, with the cuff <laughs> and the belt. <laughs> like I was telling um angry the other day because her son henry is just like the cutest thing in the entire world and i'm like i just like every once in a while when i'm like around her kids or like Angelie's little boys who are just mm-hmm. like so beautiful i'm like okay maybe i would have had fun with a son but like i just think i i mean i is, just think i'm ultimately such a girl you are I'm and it turned out girl. it turned out great because you really i feel like you align with our family story yes in a way yes um my Sagittarius moon is telling me... That you to, want to throw some chaos into it. I would... That I need to do my own... I need to be doing my own thing at all times, always. <laughs> Basically, does Marigold have a Sag moon? Yes, you, she does. Okay. I was gonna say, she's... Uh, she'd just be doing her. So, just... Yeah. There's I feel like there's gonna reach an age where, like, I'm, like, Marigold and I are gonna lock eyes, and I'm gonna be like, so you know. And she's like, yeah, I know, I know. Like, you know. As long as you're, like, talking shit about No, me. no, no, no. Just, like, a it's sort of like it'd be like that yeah <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> when you're a taurus sun and a sag moon yeah oh god um, think about that the double of it all i know isn't that crazy that's crazy um and she's what a leo rising i can't remember what her rising is tig's a leo you know what i actually have both of my nieces on co so wonderful me, let me take a look i love um, to hear it but no i mean i
1: i but yeah, very anyways, much like, like every once in
0: a while i see little boys and i'm like okay Okay. It's just little would, jeans. I'd love to have a little nephew to put little jeans on. You know, I put I mean, little jeans on like, my girls, but like you those saw little how jeans. cute Craig was as a little so boy. Cute. Like- so cute. So cute. I feel like, like he's gonna... I just imagine that, like... But you gotta dress up like a little 90s boy. Like, that. I was gonna say, too much. like, I would I would greatly prefer that their hobbies match with, like, 90s boy hobbies of, yes. like, dinosaurs. Right. <laughs> you know? Kids still love dinosaurs. I think that is so cute. It is. Like, okay, come on. And they love space. Yeah, she's a Leo rising. Yeah, oh my god. But, okay, and then Tig is a Leo sun, Aquarius moon, Sag rising. Oh. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, that's a to go. whirling dervish. <laughs> I need to go pray about that. Yeah, uh, that's a lot bites. Bibes. Well, okay, so next week in continuing our uh Jack Sparrow by Lonely Island. Yes. Oh, now on Saturday Parker and I watched Nar- Palm Springs. Now I remember what it was. Oh, tight. It was cute. Yeah, I do need to watch that, I suppose. It was a Lonely Island production. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, next week is... Uh, okay, then I'm a legal lady. Aaron Brockovich is my name. Um, so next week is Aaron Brockovich. And then, I'm so excited I've never seen it. I haven't either. And then we need to start discussing maybe, like, the notebook. I'm, I'm down for the notebook. <laughs> I didn't, like... I feel like uh every day we stray further from god's light <laughs> on this podcast because we like we d- we didn't talk about the era we didn't talk about anything it's just no, sort of like yeah i be, guess here's a movie <laughs> blew through so many eras honestly it's true yeah it's true um oh i said i also didn't tell you in terms of little updates <laughs> cute little updates we're just doing this all over the place i'm watching firefly lane oh you did tell me that the other mm-hmm. day why uh, it's a mom-com you said yeah yeah well it seemed like a, like and I, that timed perfectly with me deciding to hold three <laughs> i have decided to ascend and as you know that journey looks like becoming basic i, I firmly believe this when you said the boat award Tory birch blast yeah i will and i stand by that <laughs> and i stand by that and next year next fall it's over girls <laughs> two inch barrel curls here i go oh, no. big old scarf <laughs> Big big scarf, <laughs> knee high boots. I it's gonna happen, and you're just gonna need to get over. I already started going to Starbucks in the fall, so we love that for you. I love it for me. Um, so I started watching Firefly Lane, technically a period piece, inexplicably set in 2003. Why? They haven't given me a good reason yet. That wasn't even that good. Of a but year. then it also like keeps jumping back to like the 70s and the 80s. I don't. I don't care for it. This is another one of those journeys you're gonna have to take alone, friend. I, I'm <laughs> like sorry, Magnolia. Just to be clear, bitch, I didn't buy two tickets. <laughs> I didn't tell you to come along with me. <laughs> okay. I'm just telling you what I'm up to. I'm on a rocket ship to the stars, and it's called Firefly Lane, and it stars Katherine Heigl and Sarah Katie. Chalk. Her name is Katie. Is she Heigl? going by Katie she is Heigl by now? By Katie Heigl. Yep. Just ha- like Anne Hathaway I'm is Annie like... Hathaway. What? Yeah. She literally wants people to call her Annie Hathaway That's... now. We're not doing it, babes. Okay, but what's weird about that is like you girls are getting longer in the tooth to decide that you're gonna have like a, a cutesy nickname. Right. And I was I was trying to think of a corollary in my brain. It's like, no, my parents gave me a perma baby name. <laughs> it's a great name. It's a good name. All right, Queens. Um, and any kings we have listening. We'd love to hear from you, Monarchs. Um so we're watching uh, Aaron Brockovich next week. Uh, y'all watch whatever you want to watch you know if that's Firefly Lane if that's a, uh, I highly recommend that Netflix Varsity Blues documentary no, but, don't waste your time watch Firefly Lane <laughs> um, but yeah we'll talk to you next week bye